What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lada, what do you got? All right, Cap, this one's for you. I had one for Zadonna earlier. So since you say you want to run a marathon or something like that, which I don't believe, the 2022 Los Angeles Marathon returns in a few days, March 20th to be exact. It hasn't actually been ran on that day because of the pandemic. But if you guys are trying to run that, you should have started training. It will be March 20th, and it's going to follow its 26.2-mile course. That hurt me. Just you should saying. start training. It's March 15th. I know, yeah, really. but you should have started Sunday? training. You know? I mean, I think, just saying. I think you only got five days. But Cap, I, mean, I, I, think, I, I think you should just do it for the hell of it. See how far you could get in the No, no, no. Let's not kill Cap. No, no, no. I could do it. I mean, I could <laughs> definitely oh, do it. You could do 26.2 <laughs> in five days? Yeah, I mean, like, put it this way. If you said to me, listen, you need to go run a marathon right now. Or let me rephrase it. You need to get to the finish line of a marathon. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I could do it. It would just take me, like, eight or nine hours because right, I'd probably be walking most of it. Yeah. I mean, you don't think you could go walk 26.2 miles just as, like, on a regular day? I mean, I've walked, like, 18 when I've traveled. And when I went to D.C., I just walked everywhere. But I don't know about 26. Yeah, I mean, I could walk 26 miles. Sure. Yeah. Yeah? Um, yeah, no doubt. This would take a long time. Sure. What I would do is, if you say, if like, if somebody put up a ridiculous amount of money and said, okay, tough guy, go to the starting line, and let's see you get to the finish line. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how you get there. You can crawl. It doesn't wait. matter. I would, like... Run a mile, walk a mile, jog a mile, walk a mile. And then if I felt good, I'd keep running, keep running, keep running. Then if I didn't feel so good, I'd walk, walk, walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all mental. It's isn't not it, physical. Isn't there a cutoff, though? Like, well, there is. Yeah, okay, then. I, yeah, no. yeah, so that's the question is, is what is the cutoff? Yeah. That, no, man, I'm just saying that the marathon's back on the day that it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And I know you I can't do it. No, it's not that I can't do it. It's just that I, I haven't prepared myself to do it well. Right. Start training now, right? There's five days. I know. but, <laughs> this, you could, but that's <laughs> Five days. Go ahead. Do it. No, but that's this Sunday. And this Sunday I'm going to be out of town. You could do it, Cap. Come on. Rachel we doesn't let you? Rachel would probably oh. encourage me to do it, but we're going to be out of town this weekend. Mm. So I'll just be rooting for everybody. Laura, you have to remember, mm-hmm. granted, it's 12 years ago. Right. But you train for a year, you brag for the rest of your life. Okay. When you do an Ironman. That is impressive. I mean, that's just mm. it. You know, when mm. you do an Ironman, listen, it's 12 years, it's 25 pounds ago, but the truth of the matter is... Wait, you you're, just... you're trying to make the argument that doing an Ironman is more impressive than doing a marathon? Oh, I Correct. think it is. Yes, it yeah, is. it is. Yeah, I, I don't know what what an Ironman like ho- totally contains, but I, I feel like you. Oh could, no, you know, it's the cycling, the swimming, and yeah. the running. It's all lot. I feel like you could definitely brag about doing a marathon for the rest of your life, though, too. Well, Lindsay, let me tell you. So, you no, an swim. Ironman is worse than a marathon. Yeah. More grueling. Sure, but yeah. but I think that him saying like you can you can brag about it the rest of your life. You could brag about a marathon the rest of your life. You I could, you can, but you, you can, can but as well. You, yes, but if if somebody who did a marathon, one marathon, was bragging about that their whole life. And I come in and I'm like, yeah, I did an Ironman. They're like, oh, okay, hey. You but got you me. would do that. You're that guy. That if someone was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, my my lifelong goal was just to get through one marathon. And, you know, I was able to make it. And you'd be like, oh, that's great. You know, I ran an Ironman once. Instead no. of like saying, you, you'd do that. That would no, be No, what you. I would say is what I would say is I'd say this. I'd go, you know, I, I've only run one marathon myself, as a matter of fact. Now, granted, it was at the end of an Ironman. But I've yeah. only run one that's myself. That's even worse. Yes, yeah, that's worse. A- 
you're a jerky boy. That's no. the thing. That's then, what you are. And then John Chin from Traffic would come in and be like, well, I've ran 117 yep. marathons. And you'd be like, oop, I'll shut up now. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty damn impressive. It really is. Yeah, his 117 marathons is more than your one Ironman. That is absolutely true. But, Lindsay, you don't know the, the disciplines of, a, of an Ironman. Is I'm a, not familiar. It's a 2.4-mile swim. It's a 112-mile bike ride. And then it's a 26.2 run. It's it's a marathon. So you have to swim over two miles. You have to bike over 112 miles. And then you have to, at the end of it, you've got to run a full marathon. over 112 miles. That just sounds insane to me. I have a friend of mine. This is a true story this week. This guy this week did an ultra marathon. Or excuse me, an ultra Ironman. So he had to swim. It was six miles. Listen to this. Swim six miles. Bike 200 and I want to say 240 miles, something like that, and then run 52 miles. So it's a double Ironman over the course of three days. So it's like Mm. swim and bike 90 miles, then it's bike 150 or whatever it is the next day, and then it's run 52 miles. Give me the wine. You want to hear something even more crazy? Tell me. When I worked in Cleveland, um, one of the local news anchors, John Tellich. Bingo. He retired. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So, so he retired this year. I'm pretty sure he's in his 70s. Mm-hmm. And like five or six years ago, he like he's one of those crazy marathon runners. He completed one of those ultra marathons. It was 100 miles through the Black Hills, which is like yep. a very mountainous course. He was in his like 60s and yeah. he ran 100 miles. That's insane. There's a marathon in in the Badwater. Um, in, I'm trying to remember the desert. Uh, somebody will. Check me on that and fact check me. But through the Mojave Desert, it's called the Badwater Ultra Marathon. I want to say it's 100-plus miles through, like, the massive heat. I got a friend of mine who's won it. Um, but at 26 miles, he's throwing up all over himself. He's sitting on the side of the road. All these runners are passing him. But when they got to, like, mile marker 90, he'd recovered. And while everybody else was throwing up and dying on the side of the, of the road, he came by and passed him. Ultra marathoning and ultra ironmaning and all these ultra endurance sports it's all in your mind. So, Laura, back to the original what you need to know about. Well, I don't know. The, it's all in your mind. Like, well, it's some it, it physical, is, too. I'm just telling you, it is, it is like, mostly mental. Mm-hmm. You know? In other words, people say, oh, I could never do that. Anybody can do it. You just got to set your mind to it. That's all there is I, to it. I give you that, Cap, because I give you that. Because I, what I've been able to do, so I'm like, I, I can give you that. But I don't know if it's all that. A lot mental. It's a lot of it's the mind. And the heart, not so much the legs and the lungs. Hmm. What do you think? There's a Rocky movie all of a sudden? Like, what the hell is wrong? Yes, with it's you? very inspirational, George. Well, your, leg, your legs aren't going to work if you're if you know your legs go out. Then it doesn't matter if your mind and your yeah, heart your mind works. ain't going to let you drag to the finish line. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, Maybe that not. is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. All right, Dodgers or Lakers? Flip a coin because we ran out. Of, we're going to run out of time if we, to talk about both at this. All right, I'm going to I'm going to flip the coin. Heads is Dodgers, tails is Lakers. Who's going to make the call? Uh, heads, Lindsay. Oh, Chris. Okay. Apparently, I'm no. flipping Chris a coin. I'm, I'm literally flipping a quarter. Heads, it is. Okay. Heads, it is. So. Heads, Dodgers. Tails, Lakers. All right. So then here's the deal. Are you comfortable if the rotation is Bueller, Urias, Kershaw, Gonsolin, and pitcher to be named later? Am I comfortable? If you're starting uh, rotation, 
Yes. I'm going to say I would be comfortable at the beginning of the season with the four names you just gave me. Yeah. Because I would be comfortable saying, okay, Friedman's got himself a World Series. Friedman's yeah. got a, a, a big, wide-open checkbook. Friedman's got himself a minor league system. This general manager or this president of baseball ops, this guy is going to find a fifth starter somewhere. Well, because they, I mean, look, I mean, they have options, obviously. I mean, Dustin May is not available right now, right? But David Price, technically, still there, you know? I mean, he's there. He's under contract for one more year, Okay. right? Um, you know, maybe uh, Josiah Gray, youngster, perhaps, 23 years old. I mean, there's guys, potentially, that could be there. Also, do they re-sign Kenley? Do you want them to re-sign Kenley? That depends on the role they have for Kenley. Okay. I mean, closer, I would imagine, is what he wants. Well, um, that's that's what he wants, probably. <laughs> so and... you don't think, I mean, he had a good season last year, but you don't believe – what you're telling me is you don't believe that's sustainable. Well, I mean, listen, I was the guy last year saying – you stick with him. You were the guy last year saying he's lost it. Um, well, he he had a he had a lot of men on base, and he was like, he was pitching to contact a lot, and you know, I'm not trying to say he only got lucky, but he got lucky a lot, is what I would say. Well, so then the question is, do you want him back as the closer? Because I could live with I could live with Kenley as the closer, but I'd have to have the I'd have to have his buy-in. Hey, dude, listen. We want you to close. We want you to be successful. We've shown you how committed we've been to you in the past. If it's not going well, it doesn't mean we can't find another role for you, but it may not be as the closer. So it's up to you. If you perform and you are pitching the way you are capable of and the way you think you should, you'll stay in that role. If you're not getting the job done, we're not going to let the media beat up on you. We're not going to let all the fans just crush you all the time. We're just going to move you to a different role. And you're going to be a setup guy in the seventh or the eighth inning. Yeah, I don't think he that? wants that. I think he'd want to go somewhere else. Okay, that. well, if that's the case, then maybe I'd let him go. Yeah, I, I'm okay with moving on. I think you got to move on at some point. And I like him personally. You know, I mean, he's a great dude. He's been great for this team. But at some point, you kind of have to move on. Like I, I don't. It, that role is not meant to have it forever. I mean, Mariano Rivera is an outlier. Trevor Hoffman is an outlier. That doesn't happen enough, is what I would say. You mentioned Josiah Gray, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to go look it up. Is he? Didn't he? Did he get traded last year? Or is he still in the Dodger organization? Like I literally am having to look this up. Uh, I'm pretty sure he is with the team. I could be wrong. I don't remember him being traded. But he seeing... oh, he was traded to the Nationals. You're right. He was traded in the Trey Turner deal. Yeah, the Trey Turner. I forgot a lot deal. about a lot of the moves. By the way, I was texting Greg earlier, and I was like, I completely forgot that Max Scherzer went to the Mets. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I'm telling you, George, you mentioned Josiah Gray, and I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, last year he was such a big, like, up-and-coming prospect, and he came Right, he up, was traded to the Nationals. Yep. Right, and then, yeah, and, and, and I, but again, it took me a second to go, I'm not sure, I don't recall. So I don't know if, you know, if, if Andrew Friedman's got a lot at his disposal through the minor league system, but if he could find one guy to be the fifth arm of a starting rotation, and the kid, you know, came up and was ready, and it was time. I mean, that, that'd be pretty good if you had if you had Bueller, Urias, you had. I think you all mentioned you need Gonsolin. is someone to be available until Dustin May becomes available. 
Sunday. I think that's and, – and I don't know exactly when that's supposed to be because, really, Dustin May got hurt in the, in the early part of the first half of last season. Mm-hmm. And usually a Tommy John takes about a year for guys to come back. So I would think that Dustin May would be available if everything goes well in his rehab by maybe the All-Star break, maybe a little bit before. Yeah, they're expecting after the All-Star break. Okay, gotcha. So, you know, you basically need someone to get you through the middle of July. Would you rather have Kenley Jansen to close or would you rather have, like, a Blake Trinan close? I'd be okay with Blake Trinan. I'd be okay with Blake Trinan closing. Do you think people will miss Kenley if they don't re-sign him? Of course. But I feel like he had such a volatile relationship. Like, the fans had a volatile relationship with him. At the end, he did. But for very long, like, he was incredible. Yeah. No, I think they would have a positive relationship with him for sure. All right, coming up next, we go from the positive to the negative, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. It's not been pretty, and there's only one question left to be asked, and we'll do that next. And it is Sedano and Cap on your Tuesday. He's 67 years old today. Happy birthday, D. Snyder of Twisted Sister. Wow. Dude. I love Twisted Sister back in the day. Not a shock at all. Well, it was a hairband in the 80s, and wasn't D. Snyder part of, like, the, the Animal House movie crew? Remember? Um, Niedermeyer. You know, and, and the video was, was a lot about Niedermeyer. Does anybody remember what I'm talking about? Because I'm, like, I'm not really fulfilling the details no. here. I'm kind of I at, think like, 20%. Are you thinking of, like, the music video? Yeah, the music video. And wasn't Niedermeyer, the guy who played Niedermeyer in Animal House, wasn't he part of the video? I think so. Yeah. I do also remember... That their other song, I forget what the song was called. Anyway, he was in. It was on Pee Wee Herman, like the Pee Wee's Big Adventure. There's a part where he's like riding his bike through the Hollywood studios, and Dee Snider is on top of a car, like like laying belly down on this car, shooting a music video for it, and he just drives right through it. That was my favorite. I want to rock. No, it was like see no evil or something like that. I saw Dee Snider pull up in a really weird car when I was working at Yahoo a couple of years ago. Oh. And it was funny. That was going to be somewhere in Cleveland again. No, no, no. It was here. <laughs> Bingo. He, he was wearing, like, his makeup, and he had, like, a, a vanity plate. It was very funny. I took a picture. I just can't find it. Why, Does during he... the break, did you guys get out of recording a promo? We were told we didn't have to. We don't have a show tomorrow. That doesn't mean a promo doesn't run. We were told we didn't have You're to. You're always looking for shortcuts, Sedano. Wait, 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 wait. Laura told you guys that you don't have to. Because Chris told me that they didn't have to. There yeah, is no show tomorrow. So there so we for, go. For that reason, tomorrow is National Panda Day. Oh, it is National Panda. Who doesn't like a panda? You said that as though you know that off. Well, yeah, tomorrow is sure, like it's Christmas. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah, tomorrow's National Panda Day. It's funny right. when I, when I, I, I read these. That's why we're not on tomorrow. We're celebrating. When I read these to Sedano when we're doing, like, the, the prep stuff, he'll be like, I'll be like, it's National uh, Beefcake Day or something. He'll be like, oh, yeah, who doesn't love a great beefcake? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, every, every time. I, I do. I have an opinion on all of them, right? I'll be like, nah, I don't want to talk about yeah, that. Who cares yeah, about that? yeah. And tomorrow's National Artichoke Day. Oh, uh, artichoke. artichoke dip. He did say they were um, overrated. Uh, what? No, underrated. Underrated. Oh, okay. 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 okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Artichoke is this. underrated, especially as a dip, to Laura's point. Yes, uh, I had Artichoke some dip is excellent. I like artichokes on pizza, too. Like, when I see it on a pizza, I'll be like, oh, I'll it's try not horrible. That. It's not horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I have but a question. But a dip is better. Uh, just a quick question on a point of information here to the house. D. Snyder, <laughs> did he also 
when his when his singing career, I don't know if it was over over, but didn't he take over on terrestrial radio for Stern when Howard yes, Stern left? Yes, he was one of the replacements of, oh, along the in the country. It was yeah. him and David Lee Roth, right? Wasn't he? I don't and know. And Adam Carolla to... on the West Coast. There was a bunch of they split it up to like four regions. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I I just remember D. Snyder having like a radio show, and for whatever reason, somebody thought we're going to replace Howard Stern with D. Snyder. And you know, Sedano, the cap was trying to get his name in there. Back in the day, like well, he I was, was calling I was, everybody at the company. Well, I was working for CBS Radio exactly, at the time. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you know, yeah, I, you are that guy for sure. Oh, yeah. Who did you call? Mel Carmison? You're damn right I did. <laughs> hey, Mel, you know, me and Sid could get the train back together and, uh, you know, do it all. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Cilio in there, too, with us. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but Mel Carmison would always say to me, he's like, Kaplan, you suck. You suck, Kaplan. And I stalked Mel Carmison forever. I didn't even know who Mel Carmison was, but I heard Stern talking about him, so I was like, I better find this guy and get in his face. And finally I did. And I, I got Mel to move me from Florida to New York to work in New York and then out to Southern California. Here I come 20-some-odd years ago. Yeah. yeah, man, that's great. Did he tell you you suck and that's why you ended up in Southern California? No, he told me I sucked, and then he eventually did what I asked him to do, which was get me onto this radio station in New York. I kind of just hounded him until he did what I asked him to do. I just was and relentless. Like, fine enough with this yeah, guy. Right. That, you know, it's kind of like a sales guy where sometimes you just buy because you just can't stand him anymore. So you're like, okay, I'll buy from you. Just leave me the hell alone. You sold him the encyclopedias. Basically. That was me. That's that right. was how yeah. Sliwa got on the air. He wouldn't leave our old GM alone. No way. He, he finally said enough. All right, fine. I'll, I'll give you a weekend. It started with a weekend show. Lakers there was talk a weekend on a, Sliwa? There was a Lakers talk on Saturday many years ago. Wow. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I, that was before your time. And that, that's how it all began. He used to yeah, do. because I do remember Lakers. Do you think we could trade Sliwa for David Vasse and, like, have David Vasse I wouldn't take that. Talk? I would never take that. Ha- never take that. Have David Vasse do Lakers talk and poor Sliwa would be talking. I mean, could you imagine Sliwa trying to talk about the Dodgers every day? Come on. we got to say Sliwa's better than Vasse. There's I'm another person. I don't know who that I is. Just, so. I think it would be fun that it, if they switched roles. <sighs> I don't know. I don't like that. Do that for April Fool's. <laughs> My man. <laughs> My man, we gonna trade it. I mean, we are going inside baseball today, not Lindsay My baseball, man. but inside baseball. My man, <laughs> ah. <laughs> that was just too major. Weird. Yeah, I was like, just too whoa, weird. Whoa, back here. Whoa. <laughs> uh. But those six people that listen that are listening right now that get it are laughing very, right. very loudly. Right. Yes. So, uh, so anywho, <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of inside. <laughs> Can we get in the head of the Lakers here for a second? Like, I mean, if you're LeBron right now, like mm-hmm. seriously, yeah, you're watching, you're you're playing in these games, you're literally throwing the ball off the guy who you said before the game should be the rookie of the year. Like, you're so infuriated with him, the way the game is going and the season is going, like you almost like decapitated him, and then you're thinking to yourself, we are two and nine, I believe, or maybe two and eight since. The All-Star game. And the only two damn games we've won are games I've scored 50 bleeping points. Like, there's no, like, there's no way that he is not thinking to himself, what did I do to deserve this? Well, there's also, I mean, look, you know that there are LeBron haters out there, right? And many of those haters at this moment are saying things like, why is LeBron even still in these games when the team is blown out and he's talking about having a bum wheel, like, why is he still out there? And those same haters will tell you that the reason LeBron is still playing, anybody want to finish the sentence? Because he's going for the records. Right, because he's going for Kareem's records. 
Well, Brian Winhorst said that he could win the scoring title this year, which he is, he could be. He's right there. Yeah, I mean, he could. But what is better for LeBron, winning the scoring title this year or resting his body for next year? But you see, the thing is, is this. I appreciate LeBron's, I'm going to call it this, professionalism because as a pro, people pay money to come see you play. So if you decide, you know what, I could play, but I'm choosing to shut it down because we stink and we're not going anywhere, I don't think that's a very professional thing to do. I actually applaud LeBron for being professional enough to say, I know we're not very good, I know we're not going anywhere, and I know a lot of people criticize me because they call me Lestat and they think I'm just trying to collect my points, but the fact of the matter is, people pay money to come see the Lakers, they expect to see me play. Well, but historically, outside, I mean, he hasn't really been hurt a ton up until recently, but historically, he's played pretty much every game. Well, uh, that would explain um, how exhausted he has looked here in, in a few different games. Look, when he turns it on and puts up 56 or 50, you're like, he can still do that. But there are times where there's four guys on defense and LeBron's way on the other side of the floor. You know, and, and that I, that was pointed out, not because I'm an astute basketball watcher, because the analysts point it all out for you. They're like, don't you see that there's four guys wearing Laker uniforms? Where's LeBron? Then they get a rebound. They throw it all the way down to the other end of the floor because that's where LeBron is because he didn't make it back. You know, because yeah. he he's, must be he's wiped out. By having right. to put up, yeah, he's putting up. He's the only one that could score. He right. outscored the entire rest of the starting five yesterday. It's so brutal. I'm, I'm serious. Like, like I'm, I'm at this point now. Where I I I'm gonna just say it. I kind of hope I, I hope they don't make the playoffs, and I say it like that for this reason. What, do you mean the playoffs or the play in? I mean the play in. Like end oh. this season, put this misery to rest, get LeBron healthy, get AD as close to healthy as he can be. Okay, yeah. um, get trade Russell Westbrook, rebuild this roster. There's a couple of pieces on this roster that I would keep around that I like. Okay, yeah. but get LeBron healthy. Get AD healthy, get Russ yeah. onto another team, add yeah. some pieces to the puzzle, and train and work for next year. Well, here's the thing. At this point, if you're the NBA, you definitely want them to be in the play-in at this point, at the very least. You well, want because them the they're drama. I mean, well, right, and because and it's they're LeBron, the Lakers, it's and the it's Lakers. LeBron, yeah. yeah. I, I so understand Donald, all of that. I have to ask you this question because I was, I was just thinking of it when you guys were talking about the stats. So we were just talking during the break about Kyrie putting up 60 KD went for, what, 52 the other night? 53, and then Ka- Carl Anthony Towns last night also put up 60. And then, By the way, I lo- love those uniforms they were wearing last night, those bright green, like, fluorescent Seahawks yes. uniforms. And then, and then LeBron twice going for over 50. Over 50. Like, right. this has all happened in the past, like, two weeks. What Do you think that these guys are, like, like kind of like trying to one-up each other? Is that what's going on here? Oh, absolutely. I think there's some of that. I love yes. it. I love it. 100%. They, they they see one guy do it, and the other guy wants to do it, and it's like, well, Brian put this, I want to do this. And then the other guy's like, well, KD did that, I want to do this. And then the other guy goes, well, Cat did that, I want to do this. So right now, yeah. then, Kyrie is the has the most, right, of this little stint yes. here, right? Yes. I was just curious. No, because I found Carl Anthony Towns had oh, 60 yesterday. okay, you're well. right, you're right. Well, yeah. they tied at least, yeah. I don't know, I just think it's cool. It just makes me think, man, if you got some of these guys together. We're least... in a very interesting point point in NBA history that it's hard to realize when you're in it but like there's a lot of really good talented players in the NBA it's so fun to watch like even if the Lakers don't make the playoffs I'm excited by the way like I I would love for like John Moran he's such an exciting young player Laura can we just combine the breaks um uh, I would love for 
Yeah, just come on. Let's just keep talking at this point. Um, I would love for – we're going to play Big Deal or No Deal, too, so we'll just do it short. Um, I mean, Chris, you, go ahead. Do your live rejoin right now, whatever you had scheduled for 630. Go ahead. Oh, well, it's Big Deal or No Deal, but I think we got a, a long combined uh, combination if we do this. But that's okay. Let's do it. It's time for Big Deal or No Deal in a moment. Working it out on the air. Love it. <laughs> well, this is what we do. Uh, this is why hey, this is a great We're excited about the NBA, and we want to talk about it, okay? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're done talking about Sliwa for Vasse. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm geez. the one that gets yelled at when commercials. I know, but I got it. I got it. Yeah, tell them to yell at me. Okay. So anyway, they don't yell at uh, you. That, tell them well, to tell yell them at to. me. Tell them to. I said it's not your fault. Tell them ah. I said yes. That I said okay, Blame and then Sedona. they can yell at me. Yes. So anyhow, um, yes, I believe we're in like this this interesting renaissance of the NBA. There's a ton of great young players. Uh, a ton of players who were young who are coming into their own. Like, to me, John Morant is the guy I want to watch every single time he plays right now. Uh, that's, like, non-Laker at the moment or non-L.A. Uh, John Morant, to me, is a star in the making. And forget about in the making. Like, he's a star already, I think. And, and he plays in Memphis, of all places. But I, I actually think that's good because for years, um, San Antonio was great, and they had – you know, they always took on the big teams like the Lakers, right? They'd have to play them in the conference finals and all that. If Memphis can can end up being like the team that plays the Warriors a bunch of times over the next couple of years, I think that's great for the sport because you have the old Lion versus the new Lion. And, like, that's always what helps sell the sport. So I, I'm big on all of this. And it'd be nice if the Lakers get in this mix next year, but I'm talking about just right now. Yeah, the way you just said it, if Memphis played Golden State, I was thinking to myself, yeah, like we need the Lakers to be a part of all of this. But I want to say one other storyline that's interesting to me is, you know, earlier in the year, I remember the story I told you guys about making my daughter return the Kyrie Irving shoes because I was like, he's a bad teammate. He won't get vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. All the reasons that I was anti-Kyrie. But now, he's so good. I feel like what he's been able to do this year is kind of take it to somebody like myself that was a Kyrie hater and say, you have to appreciate how great of a player I am. And not only that, but the confusion about him not being vaccinated but being allowed in the building, but yet he can't play, but yet other players from other teams who aren't vaccinated can go into that same building, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and they can play. It's turned Kyrie from what I would call a villain at the beginning of the year to a very sympathetic figure as we're down to the last 20 games or so of the regular season. It's very interesting how early in the season, bad guy. Late in the season, kind of a good guy. All right, let's go to big deal or no deal. Play the open. Or whatever Chris is going to do. Man, really, guys? Yeah, well, that wasn't a real – you did like a half-hearted thing a second ago. Oh, it's time for big deal or no deal. Oh, my gosh. Take it away. Uh, Sit down. Thank you, Christopher. It's actually a job. Hand it off to Lindsay here. You know, this came up today about him calling me Christopher because my bit is I only allow my mother or beautiful women to call me Christopher and Sedano. Yeah. Your mom and Sedano. And Sedano. He's pretty. I was going to say, which which category does he fall into? But, you know, he's in his own category because, because why? He's I'm well, he's got the Sedano right. clause in his Sedano. contract. I'm, I'm in the Hall of Sedano. Fame of my high school. That's right. Why? Because I'm <laughs> George freaking Sedano. Because I'm me. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because I'm George freaking <laughs> Sedano. That's why. Well, <laughs> speaking of Hall of Famers and legends, the legendary Al Michaels has been with oh. Sunday Night Football since 2006, of course, as you know. 
Um, before, he was with ABC's Monday Night Football from 1986 to 2005. Well, now he's headed to Thursday Night Football on Amazon, of all places, and he's rumored to be finalizing a contract to pay him more than most players make. According to Andrew Marchand of the New York Post, there was talk of Michaels possibly just doing 11 of the 16 Amazon games at a price of $30 million for the season. But now they're negotiating for him to do all 16, and if the deal goes through, that total salary number is likely to be headed even further north. Is this a big deal or no deal, Sedano? I mean, huge deal. Good for Uncle Al. I mean, for the love of God, making $30 million plus, uh, you know, to go to Amazon each each year. I mean, God bless. Congratulations. I mean, we should all be so lucky. Two mil a game. He deserves it. If anyone deserves it, I mean, everybody in these in this football broadcasting game is getting paid buku bucks. And look, everyone deserves what they get. I'm a big believer in an open market that you're worth whatever somebody's willing to pay you. But if anyone really deserves it, it's this dude. I mean, the guy's a legend, a living legend when it comes to broadcasting. I actually love what he's done here. And shout out to my uncle Big Al because I know he loves the show because he'll text me in the middle of the show and tell me these things. But listen. When you wait around to see what this network's going to do and what that network's going to do, and you finally know that this guy's taking this job and this guy's taking this job, and the market's been set now. So when Amazon wants Al Michaels, Al can then say to them, well, they're paying Joe Buck this. I got to be worth at least this. Now, of course, I've told you I think the whole thing has gotten completely out of control. And I don't think... No, that's good. No, no, it is good. But... I got to say, um, what do you got to say? I still will not. I still will not tune into a game based on the broadcasters. Uh, I'm, 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 all I am is I'm in stop, on the game. Just stop. I'm not in on the broadcasters. Can I ask one favor of this show? Because yeah. you guys are my favorite show of all the shows. If yeah. this deal closes, can we please cap use your connection to get Al Michaels on this show? Who texts I, him during the show all the time? For one reason. Right, right. All the Every time. Day. You're such probably, a liar. Like hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Probably like five times a day. For one reason only. Yeah. Not because Al's amazing. Not because he's a great golfer. Mm-hmm. Shout out Bel Air Country Club. But because it will drive Steve Mason out oh, of his mind. Yes. yes, it will. He was right. begging Bergman to get him on Super Bowl week. I would love to have Al on. I'd have him on all the time. Um, love Al Michaels. I can't believe he knows my name. I can't believe he has my phone number. I can't believe we have a relationship. I, I just like I'm. I'm like starstruck. And he texts you every day, all day, every day, five, five times, times a day, day. during five the show. Five times per show. Sedano, can I tell him what you and I talked about as far as like, okay, if we want to have Al Michaels on, which I think it's, I, I'd love to have him on too. But Super Bowl week, I feel like he was all over the place. Blah blah blah. But Sedano made a very good point about you know we got to ask him. Different, interesting things. Yeah, stuff. I mean, he's been around forever. We got to ask him like interesting stuff, not like, "Hey, what do you think of the Rams' defense?" <laughs> Is that what you were planning on asking? No, that's no. what I'm, I'm not booking Al Michaels if you're going to ask crappy questions like no, that. No, listen George. to what he was going to ask him. No, Tell no, no. him. I literally said we shouldn't ask him. What do you think of the Rams' defense? Yeah, let's not do that. He said he, he right, would let, ask him about, I think, like, was it like the O.J. Simpson car chase? Where yeah, I'd love to ask him about, like, the yeah. day they called him to be on live television talk, when O.J. was being chased around town. Like, like that, that would be fascinating. That, to me, would be fascinating yeah. to yeah, hear. Totally. And he'd I talk about any of it. Al Michael's one of those guys. I don't know how well anybody else here knows him. I mean, obviously, I've told you that he's, like, my best friend now behind Canelo. Well, yeah. he, he FaceTimes me a couple times during the show. So he I does? think I got one yeah, up yeah. on you. Yeah, oh, there you, you go. You, you she's me. one up to you. You, you yes. beat me. See, he she, just iron, me. she just Iron Man'd your marathon. She sure did. <laughs> she sure did. 
Um, that was a genuine Lindsay laugh right there. That was that real. was good. It was very solid. <laughs> but Lindsay, I mean Lindsay, you should ask Al to join the show. I didn't realize it would drive Mason well, so he, crazy. If he's texting you, why don't you just ask him? No, no, no. She, yeah. He's FaceTiming her. That's a much closer relationship than it is to me. And he sa- seems to FaceTime her more than he texts me. That all being said, I didn't know that this would drive Mason crazy. That Insane. makes it that much more, you know, I'm, I'm more enthused now. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be, it definitely get his, crawl under his skin for sure. Yeah. Mm. All right, so uh, next one here. So when it last comes one. to the, yeah, last one. When it comes to the top dogs in L.A., French Bulldogs ranked number one, according to the American Kennel Club's new rankings that they just released. They're Mm -hmm. the most popular AKC-recognized dog breeds in the U.S., also number one in Miami and Columbus, Ohio, in addition to L.A. American Bulldogs came in at number two uh, in L.A., of course, followed by Labs and then Golden Retrievers and Poodles. So... I don't. I think that I was supposed to do this for a radio Tinder question, but I'll ask you guys if you've owned any of these dogs, or do you want to own any of these dogs? So I, I don't I haven't owned any of those dogs. We were dachshund people for a really long time, and right at the moment we don't have any dogs. Uh, but my wife wants to get a Labradoodle uh, for the kids for whatever reason. That's what she wants, a Labradoodle. Or there was some other dog that she wanted. I don't remember the name of it at the moment, but I'd have to look it up. But um, so two of those yeah. dogs are on the top list. Then sounds like a good choice, right? Well, it's a mix, right? Labradoodle is a mix of two of them. Yeah, they're good family it? dogs. I know a few people who have them, and I think they don't shed. Oh yeah, aren't yeah. they well, hypoallergenic? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. I think our, our the great Tommy Lamb in our marketing department just got one. I find it hard to believe that a dog with a lot of fur like that doesn't shed. Yeah, they do. I don't this, know, they do that's... something with the fur. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. They always do something with the fur. <laughs> they do something with the fur. <laughs> yeah, they do something with it. Yeah. yeah. Not sure what it is, but they do something with the fur. Something happens there. Yeah. All right. That's Big Deal or No Deal each and every day at 630, sometimes a little earlier. Sometimes. By the way, later. I just want to tell you something. You know, I have oh, a French bulldog, so I'm already there. Frenchies. I want oh, one. Chewy is a half. Yeah, half. yeah we know. You wouldn't Frenchie. pay for back surgery if he needed it. Yeah. Oh, well, right. But hmm. thankfully, he hasn't needed it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, that's Thankfully. Yeah. Thanks, Lindsay. Right. Hey, real quick, <laughs> sign up for Cover 5, a yeah. free-to-play sports game. Oh, you know what we're going to do next? Scotteria. Just You have to have something to talk about. Chris you has never been part of Scotteria. Dude, I'm plenty. I'm ready to go with Scotteria. And it is Sedano and Cap. Final segment, your Tuesday afternoon on this day. In 1977, Three's Company debuted on ABC. Ooh, I remember that when I, I was little when that show came out, though. But I know the premise, right? It was the dude staying with the two girls and the, uh, the dude. Not just the dude. I mean, Jack John Tripper. Ritter. John yeah. Ritter. He's a right. legend. And then you had Suzanne Somers. Right. Also a legend. Joyce DeWitt. I don't know why, but for some reason, everybody loved Suzanne Somers, and I had the hots for Joyce DeWitt. Of course and you did. I don't know why. You like the brunettes, huh? I do like the brunettes. You know, even the same thing with, like, Charlie's Angels. You know, everybody loved Farrah Fawcett, and I had the poster, too. But for some reason, I really liked Kate Jackson. Uh huh. I, I liked know. the third blonde that came in. I think. Who the one with the longer Summers? hair? Yeah. Who who replaced her? Now the se- I think that the second one was the more like the cousin, right? The ditzy one. Hmm. And then the third one was the nurse. I think. Hmm. That's now, your down- three's company uh, information. But but downstairs, <laughs> downstairs, that, downstairs was three. my character, Larry. Right? Wasn't oh, his name yeah, Larry? Oh, yeah, the other guy. Wait a yeah. second. No, you had Mr. Furley. Well, I wasn't Mr. Furley. But... Who's Don Knotts. And then you had... Well, first uh, it was the Ropers. The Ropers! Then they did a yes. spinoff. Yes, the Ropers. Yeah. 
And Mrs. Roper, remember, was the Randy Cougar type woman before that was a thing. Mrs. Roper was the one who was always wearing the schmata around the place. Yes, you know schmata. I mean? yeah, and she yeah. was always horny. And, she, and, and okay, Roper, okay, when I said. Dang. I feel like we have to dump that. No. What? No, that's fine. Know. Okay. Fine. No, you don't have to dump that. I feel no, like no, it's no, like not no, appropriate to say that. Really? It's we afternoon drive. Worse, Going postal is okay, but, but saying the word horny is Okay, like, but you don't got to repeat it, sir. Really? No. just We gave you a pass. Una, no. When I said one. frisky cougar, that didn't make it clear? Right? God. I don't know. I think we need to sit down and like draw no, the line. No, yeah, we don't. This know. is a you problem. It's also <laughs> way funnier when we yeah. work it out on the air. Yeah. Like you know, you draw it's, the just, lines, it's just another you capism. Know. You know, yeah. the Regal know. Beagle, the bar though, it looked like a fun place across the street, right? Yes, the Regal Beagle. In fact, I know there was there have been like real Regal Beagles. Yes. you know, like that have popped up because everybody, like, oh, that was a good bar in Three's Company. So yeah. Also on the same night, mm-hmm. Eight is Enough debuted on ABC as well. Oh, oh, my God. Eight is enough. What was the dad's name in Eight is enough? Gosh, what was his name? I used to see him around the track all the time. Did you really? Yeah, he was there all He was big into horse racing. I just can't was think of his name. Was he on Stable Wars? No, this wasn't on Stable Wars. This wasn't on Stable Wars, Lindsay. Don't hate. Celebrate. I'm not hating. I asked a simple question. How that am happened, I hating? Uh, that bit is from earlier in the show when uh, Cap said he developed a show called Stable Wars. That's right. And you got to listen to the podcast to find out. Basically. I was just trying to tie all the horse talk Priscilla together. Priscilla Barnes? That was the, that, I think she was the third woman, yes. She yeah. had the longer blonde hair. She was That's the, what uh, one of our listeners, John yeah. Gossi, wrote. Yeah, that was good. That was, I liked her. She was my favorite. Hmm. Still trying to get, I'm still caught up, trying to catch up on Eight is Enough, though. There was a kid on Eight is Enough. Well, there were was, eight kids. Yeah, what was the little kid's name? He was the little cute one. What was his name? I don't know. I never watched the show. Really? Yeah. I've never even heard of it. That's shocking. <laughs> you haven't heard of Hill Street Blues. No, not until uh, the other day. Wait, Lindsay sent us a text earlier today. This is actually hilarious. Linz, the story about Fabio. Oh, my God. I showed Morales and Janice that, and I could not stop laughing. Wait, you guys have never seen this before? Well, no. I saw it today. I had no idea. They didn't how, either. How many years ago was this? 25. Oh, my God. 25 years ago? So do the do the premise for the listeners that have no clue what you're talking about. So Fabio, remember the model, yes. like tall, big chest, good looking, not butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. long hair, the whole deal. He's like on the front row of a roller coaster. I don't know where he was. It was at Bush Gardens, and they were debuting a new roller coaster, and he was one of the guys that was there for like promotional reasons. That's why they were filming it. Right. So he's in the front row of the roller coaster, and a bird. <laughs> crashes directly a into Fabio's a goose. face. A whole big goose. Not like just 48 any bird, miles goose. per hour. No, it was 73 miles per hour. That's Come a fast on. roller coaster. Yep, and it was so, a big goose. So the roller coaster's doing, you say, 73, and I don't know how fast yep. the goose is moving. I mean, <laughs> Probably I mean, not very fast, right? I don't know, man, but it smashed this model directly in his face, and his face and his nose and got all blown up and bloody and everything. <laughs> he had to get stitches. <laughs> yeah. All because the bird <laughs> smashed him in the face. Lindsay <laughs> loves so this story. funny. I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing when I saw it. I was like, this is the weirdest thing. Because I saw on Twitter, it was like, 25 years ago today, Fabio uh, had a on a roller coaster had a run-in with a giant goose. And I was like, what? Or his face was broken by a giant goose. And I was like, what? Didn't you see the goose it. coming and duck? Oh, that is a good one. I don't know. All I know is that when Lindsay says she doesn't know eight is enough, or she doesn't know, you know, uh, Three's Company, and she didn't know that Fabio got his face smashed by a goose on a roller coaster. This actually makes me feel really good, Linz, because it, I'm like, I know this stuff. 
You've now, got when the you're other about- pop culture insight that, like, you don't have, that we have, and on a flip side, you know a lot of stuff we don't know, right? Well, I think what's becoming very obvious here, very clear on the show, is the, the age differential here between, like, you guys will hit mm-hmm. me up and go, hey, who sings this song? I'm like, I don't know. And then you're like, well, so-and-so. And I'm like, who's Johnny Badass or whatever the guy's name is, you know? And then I'm like, I don't know who Johnny it is. Badass. Is there, is there anybody named Johnny Badass? Is that a real guy? Uh, nope. Is there a rapper with the last name Badass? Nope. You sure? Pretty sure. Come no, on, there's, I, isn't there Boozy Badass? Isn't that his name? Something like that? I think you guys are Nobody's just making up Johnny. Stuff. Yeah, you're just no, making Johnny, up Johnny. So, no. You sure? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm, da- I'm I'm like right now. I'm I'm looking for bad. He also did not sing artists. "Tonight Is the Night," so yeah. You know oh no, well that's one of my favorites, George. You know that's my favorite song. Yeah. 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 Hey, do you have a Scotteria? Uh, Chris has never been around for Scotteria. It's time but- for Scotteria. Thank you. <laughs> now, for those that don't know what Scotteria is, we say that Cap, as you noticed right there, uh, sometimes talks a little too much, and uh, you know, so we say he has diarrhea of the mouth, and then we combine the words, a play on words. We have Scotteria. Uh, so there you go. Let it go, Cap. And then, and then Laura plays me some Missy Elliott so that I can do this. Dink, 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 I tried to explain this segment in a sales meeting today, and people looked at me literally like I was just making. Literally, people looked around the room like this. Chris is just making stuff up now. He's screwing with us for sure. You mean to tell me there was a meeting today, and you're like, "Here's another idea. How about Scotteria?" No, we were going over all the features on the shows and what to sell. And I said, "Oh, there's also Scotteria," and everyone just went. No way. This guy's making stuff up now. <laughs> he didn't realize it was real. It's also fairly random. I mean, we could do it more regularly if we have a – I mean, we could do, like, a lot of different – well, just go ahead. Do your thing, and we can talk about It's time for Scotteria. Presented by yeah. Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> just thinking about ideas here. All right, let me ask everybody here a question. You ready? Who here played team sports in high school? I did. I did? Yeah, okay. me too. Okay, what what did you play, Lens? Guess. Uh, hockey. No. Because you told us the story about beating up that dude soccer. in the cafeteria. Soccer. A soccer player. All right, uh, Chris. What sport did you play in high school? Basketball, water polo, volleyball. Wow, water yeah, polo. Volleyball. Impressive. Very impressive. Jorge. Pelota y volleyball. Really? Yeah. Really, volleyball. Laura, no team sports. I mean, I said yes, but clearly you didn't hear. I didn't because yeah. there were five other people. Yeah, well, thank you. You left me out. It's okay. Well, I'm asking. No. You, I'm coming to you last. What sport <laughs> did you play in high school? Volleyball and basketball. Wow. This. Let me tell you something. All parents out there, every one of your children should play team sports. I don't care if they sit the bench. I don't care if they never play a down or they never get into the game. Playing team sports creates a brotherhood and a sisterhood for life. My son goes to college about 40 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. He'd never been to Pittsburgh, where I went to college. Told me he was going to go into downtown Pittsburgh. He wanted to check it out for the first time in his life. He said, Dad, where should I stay? I said, call one of my college roommates. He's got an extra room in his house. Call him. My son had never met this friend of mine. Took four teammates with him. Went to my friend's house. Met him face-to-face for the first time. My friend told him, you are family to me. Stay here. I'll take care of you. Team sports, this is my scotteria today. This is my lesson for all parents out there. It wasn't a great one, but okay. Well, it's not really like, this is a a serious one. Team sports creates brotherhoods for life. When you can have your son 
go stay with your friend that he's never met, but he's treated like family. That's because of the brotherhood that was created literally 30 years ago. I told you the story earlier today, meeting with a college teammate last night, married, divorced. He got remarried. She got remarried. They both got divorced. They got remarried together again. This is all because we're intimate. We're close. We're tight. 30 years later, that's what team sports does. So this may have not been stand-up comedy time. This is just telling everybody, get your kids into team sports. And I'm impressed with the whole crew here, having been a team sports athlete. That's Scott Arrio, George Sedano. All right, great job, Kaplan. Great job, Lindsay and Laura. Christopher, you as well. Thank you so much. We will talk to you mañana. Good night, everyone. Ah. Actually, not mañana. Thursday. Ah.